Welcome to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, your host. And on tonight's episode of Singles Only, we have comedian Mona Abermishan. Also riding shotgun with me is Patty Vasquez from WGN's Pretty Late with Patty Vasquez. Uh, before we start, I want to give a shout out to my friend Scott Shapiro. Some of you know uh, or have heard me talk about being a lawyer on stage or on this show um, but if you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled for payment for not only medical treatment, but pay while you're off work and other compensation. My friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping injured workers for almost 20 years. So contact him today at 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. The law offices of Scott B. Shapiro are a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. And all consultations initially free of charge. So do not take a chance and wait. Once again, call him, 312-648-8800, or keep his website handy in case you need him later, www.scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. I also want to give a shout out to our friends because it is the holiday season. Ever wonder what it's like to see your friend have an orgasm? Reveal this mystery and more with the Chicago born party game, Utter Nonsense, the Naughty Edition. Utter Nonsense is the adult-friendly board game that pairs hilarious accents with even funnier phrases. It's currently available at Target stores nationwide, or you can pick up your copy of Utter Nonsense online at Amazon.com. I personally played this game with friends and random people who didn't know each other, and everybody laughed and had a great time for hours on end. Again, you can grab it at Target stores across the country or online at Amazon. Prepare to make a fool of yourself and laugh your pants off. Utter Nonsense. Find out more at www.utternonsensegame.com. And now for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and riding shotgun with me is the voice of reason. So much pressure. Patty Vasquez. Hello. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Thank you for coming again and keeping us in in tune, intact, making sure we keep no, it level. No, you keep me in tune. Uh, I, I think, think I'm, you're right. I think I, I keep you in tune on what the kids are doing because yes. I'm a millennial. And uh, you kind of keep us. I have a bird's eye up. view, and I go, "Oh, you poor kids! You guys don't know what you're talking about." No, it's about. not that. No, no, just it's <laughs> another, it's another angle. That's all. And catch, and you can always catch Patty on Pretty Late with Patty Vasquez uh, on WGN Radio, seven twenty a.m. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm on there on Mondays with her. If you don't know, uh, sometimes also, Fridays if there's donuts. Oh, that's ahead. right, and yeah. Thursdays. Yeah, um, depends. <laughs> also joining us <laughs> is comedian Mona. Abby, Abby Mersha. Abby oh, Mersha. I did the same thing. I got it right the first Abby time. But like the Abby audacity, Mersha. Paul Farvar. <laughs> oh, so I got it right <laughs> before. Abby Mershan. There you go. Thank you. Abby Mershan. Abby Mershan. Abby Mershan. Oh, I got it wrong. Abby Mershan. Uh, you know, you got it. It's going to just be a 30 minute episode. I don't know how to pronounce right. that name. Yeah. Abby Mershan. Very good. Yeah. You know what it is? And I'm going to tell you this why. For for me as a Middle Easterner, I look at it the way you're supposed to pronounce it. 
And American, we Americanize our names. My name is Paul Faravar. That's the way you're supposed to say it. But Faravar? I've been saying Faravar, Faravar for 27 years. Can or you whatever. say it again for me? Faravar. No. Oh, the... Faravar. 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 See, you can't do it. Oh, my God. Faravar. So, cute. Yeah. so you're, the correct pronunciation of your name is, is if you say it Egyptian way, is what? So actually, he has a point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when my father immigrated here, in order to make it more Americanized, he actually moved some letters around. So my name is supposed to be Mona Abu, A-B-U. So as soon as you see the Abu, you're like, oh, that's an Arab name, right? Mm-hmm. A-B-U. It's supposed to be Abu Rimshan. Ah. But who Rimshan. starts the second part of a name with R-M-I? Rimshan. Like who Rimshan. Abu Rimshan. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. See how easy Abu it is Rimshan. for me. Right. So, so my dad's like, nah, you know, like now I'm from, I'm in Chicago. I'm on the south you know? side. Yeah. Abu I'm in Chicago. Let's do Abu Rimshan. And so he moved some letters around. So, right. So, so I accept your apology yeah. uh, that I did I right, but when you came in, if we could rewind this podcast, <laughs> you came in Mona Abercrombie and Fitch or something. He said something else. He said a whole lot of other words. Aber, so. Abermishan. There you go. Right. right. But I also, it's just, it's the, it's the you and know, I know it's Chris right. Bader, who's a comedian too, when he brings me up on stage or we do shows together, he always says that the Persian way, everyone's like, why does he pronounce it wrong? And you're like, actually, he's doing it right. Yeah. So it's, it's Chris weird. Bader. Middle Eastern? He's Persian, he's yeah. Persian he's a Persian well. guy. What's his and last name supposed to be? Badra. Bader is not. Badra. Badra? Badra. Wow. So they, they move the letters around too. Chris Badra, yeah. Badra. And his first name we is Bobak We should Bob have like too, the, real, so. the real comedy show with like people with their real the names. The real names oh, no, come out. No, yeah. Yeah. no, no. Oh, yeah, like, actually. No, 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 I don't do that. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> people be like, what, what is that name? Yeah. Right. So, it rhymes with boner. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, and then when I was in L.A. too, the, the Persian uh, comedian who runs a show there, he pronounced it like Tehran? perfectly well. Tehran. Per- yeah. Per- perfectly well he's like i know how to pronounce it i'm like all right i forgot yeah yeah and he does it and everyone's like whoa so but yeah no that's all right just go with far far every money's gonna be awesome on wgm yeah. <laughs> right now it's gonna be fun so mona you are single i am okay and uh so but you've been in relationships i have and are you you're looking to what do you you've never been married not that I know of. Okay. I mean, oh. Arabs Keep and Muslims, track of that. you never know, man. You they can know. arrange your yeah. marriage. I've had situations where I, I was close, where I, thankfully they let me know this was about to go down. Your parents arranged a marriage? Well, I had gotten a call from my... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know if you want to get ready It's okay. But again, as an Arab and a Muslim, um, arranged marriages can sometimes go go through the, almost the process without your co-signing some of the... Right. <laughs> I got, knowing about yeah, it. I got a call at the end of Ramadan and it was like this beautiful like, you know, happy Eid, happy Ramadan at the end. And my my grandfather before he died, uh, God rest his soul, you son of a bitch. I know you don't looking at hell. Um, okay. <laughs> I yeah, I got a call. He's like, Ah, Mona, we have a man for you. You're going to marry him, you're going to love him. I was like, okay, grandfather. No, no, no. We are here at the mosque. Everyone in the community knows that you're going to marry this man. I'm like uh, who? Uh, your cousin Yusuf. He, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he loves you and he doesn't care that you're fat. It's fine. Oh, I'm like, wow. what? I'm like, hey, grandpa, real quick, I lost 100 pounds, so cut the bullshit. I gotta yeah. go. Like, it, I mean, but they were on like the verge of signing papers. That's how, long how ago was this? This was back when I was 100 pounds heavier, so it was almost 10 years ago. 10 oh. years ago. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah, were this just was last week. Yeah, yeah. I know I was like a teenager, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we were in high school or college, you know. No, like, it was in the, the early 20s where I was, man, thank God for that extra 100 pounds because I was dodging <laughs> I was dodging those arranged marriage bullets like like a ninja Damn. motherfucking ninja yeah and cousin <laughs> marriages is 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 common in the Persian yeah. and yeah. Arabic community yeah I, I was at a I was at an event 
And my mom and my aunt were like, oh, what do you think of her? I'm like, uh, my cousin. It's like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, I don't. Uh, I don't first cousins? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First, first or second cousins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, also, uh, if if also one of the, the, the dynamic there that you're not, you have to kind of, it's like playing diplomat is, are they asking for my hand because they truly love me or because I got the U.S. citizenship and they want to come over? Hello. Yeah. They want to be angry. There's a lot of that. of that part. There's a lot. Of, hey, save me. We're dying from the occupation, but I love you too. <laughs> no, you don't so much, bro. You don't know how to say follow my name. So. Yeah. But they know how to say the right way of your yeah. name. <laughs> they do. Muna. Abu Mirshan. Yeah. yeah. They say Muna, M-U-N-A, over Muna. there. So that's the thing. You know, that's such an interesting dynamic is that I have – I live almost two worlds depending on how my name is said, my first name, let alone my last. Is it Mona? Hey, Mona, how's it going? Or is it Muna? As soon as I hear Mona, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. So I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's a little sharp. Yeah. So you, you, other than the arranged marriage, do you want to get married? Is I, that, it's, it's on your to-do list? I do. List? Yeah, yeah okay. I do. I didn't think I did, but I think one of the things that was powerful about my last relationship, it was the first time I was like, oh, oh, cool. Like, that could be the dad of my kids. Like, I, yeah. I could I could actually do this. I could actually, I, and I can see it. Because I think in my 20s, the fact that I was dodging this arranged marriage stuff, f- throughout my 20s, I was like, I don't know about this marriage thing. Like, forever, forever? And then as I got older and I got more kind of centered, centered I feel like, you know what, it would be cool to raise a family with a patriarch there, with like the pillars. And that's what I really want. It's, it's someone to co-sign my bullshit and my goofy you, ass ways. Did you have parents growing up that were together? Yeah, they were. were. They were together. Oddly enough, they 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 got a divorce way late in the game. So I was 26 when they got oh, a wow, divorce, okay. which meant like, that's, why did you put weird. us? Th- yeah. yeah, I was like, why did you put up us through all this crap? And then <laughs> and tell, I mean, were they fighting a lot? No, it was like this. Um, I think my dad went through like a midlife crisis. I think that's what happened. I think my father immigrated here. He wanted the Arab American dream. And then the Arab American dream ended up becoming a, taking a lot longer. You know, it happens to a lot of immigrants. They come yeah. here, then they get the, the mortgage. You're like, oh, shit, I can't leave. Or you get the medallion on the cab. Yep. You're like, I got to pay that off, right? Yeah. So over time, you're like, oh, shit, the, the, the longing of the homeland is further and further away. And the commitment to the white wife and now the, now the brown beige baby is becoming a longer. My father stopped going to school because I was born. And so then eventually he went to school. And it was like he kept putting off his dreams for us and once us was kind of settled us being you and your mom us the kids you know the family right the domestic situation and then once all that kind of calmed down he's kind of like the fuck like i think that's what happened and he's like but i i wanted to go home the whole time i wanted i had that longing a lot of immigrants especially a diaspora of a community that has a fractured homeland so the Kurds, the Palestinians, Mm -hmm. Armenians, African-Americans that are you know like there's there's this longing of the homeland so I think he had this kind of a midlife crisis was like, okay, I was supposed to, I was supposed to retire in Palestine. And my mom's like, yeah, you said that in the eighties, but it's not the eighties anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And no. So what's your mom's background? My mom's English American. Well, American English. So she was born here of English descent. And she doesn't have that longing. She's no, like, she's like, she's I like, I go back to homeland. I'd rather go to San Diego. Before this fucking tea party exactly. ruined everything. No, I got. Nah, it. She'd I rather like go to right. No, I mean, think about it. Like, if you are an American white woman and you're going to retire, are you going to retire and occupy occupied Palestine where you're not sure if hospitals will be open up in your 70s and 80s? No. Yeah. So that's where the kind of the riff started. Wow. So they didn't get divorced till they were 26. So, so you, you were 26. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were in their, their 50s. 50s, right? Okay. So you had a you you said the the only reason I asked that question is because you said 
you pictured, you know, oh, it's, it's it'll be good to raise kids with with a dad. Then. Yeah. But you did have you had a I dad did, that was I did. working. But um, so so is the reason why you want to get married is because you want to have kids or is there something else that you see marriage provides? You know, I think I think the idealistic I've often battled that this idealistic uh, partner in crime, other half soulmate crap. I think <laughs> it's soulmate crap. I think it vacillates. I think in the Writing beginning it's down. awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. I think in the beginning it's awesome. It's like, oh wow. Oh my god, it was so amazing. Oh my god, you like cheese too? I like cheese. Havarti's the shit. So right? much in common. Yeah. Right? There's so much in common. Havarti no, is no, the I shit. Need some crackers okay. Right now with that, yes. Um, but then there's then there's that point where it's no longer ex- like exciting, and then that's why I think every relationship before you get married, like we, like you talked about earlier, is one you be together two years and definitely go on vacations go on trips yeah. gotta Start go on vacations patty has said that trip. before yeah. definitely i also a long car ride i think is gotta <laughs> oh, be one yeah. of them yeah and maybe a train ride uh-huh. and then a flight oh yeah i'm just saying these are the things he's yeah. into totally it. yeah yeah a car, but a car ride that's minimum six hours oh Jesus. minimum six and hours. i also i really i want to be able to Start fight with well. two hours you can do go to lake geneva <laughs> but yeah go ahead lake geneva. i like to uh, i like to see how i fight with a person if, yeah. if we can resolve our fights not in a like a fake way, but like in a you know, man, you know. Sorry, I was on some bullshit because I tend to do that. I'm like, you know what? I, I, do they hold a grudge? Yeah, do they, yeah. If they, they hold a grudge, are they bitter or like are or they bringing they up old in, shit? Yeah. Or if they give you the chance to go, you know what? I knew I was in the wrong. That yeah, was, you know, I overreacted. If they give you the opportunity and they accept it, because We're, some people won't accept it. Here's a problem I've run into <laughs> with that issue. I'll bet. See, I if you are going to talk about arguments. I look at arguments from a rational standpoint. Yes. And then a lot of arguments <gasps> when you're with the relationship I would person. I hate arguing with you. Yes. And, oh, you're a lawyer. It's an emotional situation where there's emotions involved where I always have to break everything down in any argument that I have, especially with a significant other. You're like, well, wait a minute. Okay, let's go through this. The first reason you're upset is because I was late. I've explained to you why I'm late. Now are you still upset? Then you know, and then they go, stop lawyering me. And then No, I like that. But, I like that. But also remember, you're managing your emotions right now. What's that? Your that that I is your method. <laughs> yeah, that's his method Too for managing scary. the emotions. So yeah. if your partner gets that, you're like, all right, he's managing the situation. That's how he learns how to manage it. Yeah. And if I lose my shit, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna lose my shit right now, real quick. And then we come back. Yeah, you were late. Right. My bad. Sorry, I went off. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. allow that fluidity of conversation. Not like, oh, well, you know, you brought that up last time. Like, we're talking yeah. about this time, not last time. Right. Can you ex- can you find <laughs> you have to find a place where you accept each other's craziness? And can, yes. Paul, right. can you do that? Yes. Can you? Accept- no, I don't accept crazy. Yeah. I actually, and I dated somebody. That's <laughs> there a problem. It is. Uh, the, there it is. I date you can't. And lawyers can't date other lawyers too. I learned. I I learned that a couple times. But um, a couple like times. for sure, I, that I was like, okay, this is the last time. <laughs> then then like, this again. Yeah, this is not going to work. Yeah, but if you're both like a logical and going step by step and point by point. Yeah, and, but like, then and you have graphs. But then if somebody loses, <laughs> and what'd you say? So graphs. Graphs. graphs yeah. Here's the timeline. Lawyers will yeah, use the graphs. We're not accountants. I'd like yeah. to submit as exhibit A. There's <laughs> exhibits. You're like, okay. So document here shows you where you said no. But no, I think I think arguments are healthy in any relationship. But the thing is, is resolving them how you guys walk away. That's a really good, right, absolutely. good argument. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I just wanted to point out the caveat that you know there are an aspect of arguments that emotions tend to to take the best of us in absolutely. arguments, and when, sometimes rational. When you say you work. accept no crazy, I mean like you're <laughs> eliminating not just because I mean I'm not saying that women are crazy. I'm I'm just saying that you're eliminating. Emotion. 
How do you eliminate yeah, emotion? Yeah, I don't know. How That's it, probably why I'm single and I run a show called Singles Only. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think that I, it's hard. We need to get to the point where you go, okay, here's here's something that's happening emotionally and chemically or whatever well, wait a that this person's working through, and I we can talk about it. Sure. I think that when there's there's things that people get upset about that are genuinely dis- disturbing, you know, things that are going on in the world, deaths and family, cancer, things like that are very emotionally. Those are things you can talk, and, and I like to be there for somebody um, of the other uh why are you looking at me? He can't handle any irrational sort But of when people like, are like fighting over like, like, oh my God, I can't believe that car cut me off. I'm like, yeah, I cut you off, but it's it's been two hours. Like you just, you should let oh, yeah, it go. No, no. no, that may no, I see that, but I'm talking about someone who seems irrational in the moment. And you you yeah. There's a happy yeah, there's a gray area as to what's a serious emotional reaction and uh, something that's acceptable and what's well, not acceptable. acceptable. I sound like a fucking computer. Is that <laughs> no, what you're trying to do I, here? I, yeah. This isn't about me. Let's get back to Mona and the Mona. arguments here. Mona. So Mona. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Mona. Oh God. You said I'm sorry, that. I'm sorry, Mona. I'm so sorry. you want to have, but you said you, if, if it isn't for kids, you definitely want to have kids, I assume, I do, right? Yeah. So um, what if there comes a point where you get to the, your age where it's not safe for you to have uh, um, kids anymore, but you don't have another per- a person in your life? Would you have kids without getting married? Ooh. But you said not safe for me to have kids anymore. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, there's or a certain age where they say. it's not medically possible, is what you say. I mean, like, safe. Okay, that's a weird thing. When you're 45, I don't know. There's a there's a, there's a a biological yeah. clock yeah, that's yeah, ticking yeah. for women. Right. That this guys, is the best. This, I'm so glad I came on this. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going <laughs> to say, that helped. Uh, I, yeah, that was a weird way to put it. I'm just going to go ahead and say. Okay, I understand what you're you say saying. It? You're saying a higher risk for a child with a, yeah. with a disability. Yeah, there's higher risk. As you get older and older, I understand what he's saying, and I'm going to break that down for you. And that was weird, but no, there, I know where he's going. No, no, but here's the thing. I'm but saying here's the thing. There are women that can continue to have ch- children at ages that we used to think as not oh, well, absolutely, is the way you put it, not yeah. safe, right? Yes. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is, forget about the what's safe and not safe. There's going to be a timeline can I, can where you, you're going to be can too I, old to to raise I, a child, can I? <laughs> even as a man. Even I, as a man. Can I help? Can this I help? Like the best yeah, part. You, here's the better way to put this. Do you have a I window? I object. No, no, no. Do you have a window for when you would like to have kids? When you think, like, you know, do you have a timeline for yourself? When you think, oh, you know, if I don't have a kid, child by this age, I'm going to feel bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do you have your well, own one of timeline? The things that I've, I've had a lot of uh, moanaversations. Like, I've had a lot of conversations with myself where I've looked at, okay, so if I physically can't produce a kid, that's going to be a significant um uh, transition in my life because it has been something that I physically, emotionally, spiritually have wanted to create. Um, especially because I feel like so much love and support has been given to me that my it's like almost my body aches to give it to something else. Right? It just I ache that to give it. That is the most beautiful description of motherhood. Hold on a second. A second. Okay, go. That's ahead. beautiful. So much love. You know, wanna, I've never heard anyone describe the urge to want to be a mother in a way that was so concise. And aware. I just want you to live there for a second. Understood. Because you were about to blow right past that. Well, Thank no. You. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I guess this is getting to And so my I'm not point. done yet. Go ahead. So <laughs> if I cannot physically produce a child, it would be a, 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 it would be like, um, it would be kind of a, almost a morning and then a transition. And then in that transition, um, am I financially and physically capable of Raising another. And I come from a community where there are a lot of orphans, a lot of orphans in Palestine because of occupation. Right. And there's a lot out there that need homes. 
that's just one. Not to mention, I come from the city of Chicago. So there's a lot of orphans and those that need help here. So am I financially able to provide a life that a stable and secure home for somebody to come in that I can then provide both mommy and daddy for? And if I'm right now a struggling comedian where I where it's hard, or I'm really basically able to take care of myself. I don't know. I think it's it's narcissistic for me to run after and try to take care of some other kid right now. I need Moto to write a one woman, but you, woman show about this. <laughs> I'm on, just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Paul. He, but, but you said you said mom and dad. My question to you, and and that's kind of where I'm getting at here. It seems like the urge for you is more about motherhood than about uh, the the partner in crime or the the soulmate crap that, as you said it before. So why, I guess, if you, you want to have kids, why. so let's put it, let's, let me turn it around and eloquently say it a different way. If you found the love of your life and uh, he didn't want to have kids, wouldn't that be a deal breaker? Then he wouldn't be the love of my life, would he? Oh. Okay. So then, then you answer my question for me, I guess. So I guess why, and a lot of people uh, talk about marriage because they want to have kids. And a lot of my friends who are married say, don't get married unless you want to have kids. But in your situation, your the primary concern for you is to to raise a child, right? So okay, so one of the things that I've that I've come to my own awareness is that my relationship with another party is it's an evolution of two people. Okay, so it's the coming together of two people, um, depending on how much work they've done on themselves to reach a level of enlightenment and communication, how much homework they've done on themselves to know when they can call right. their own bullshit and what they'll tolerate from their other partner. So for me to sit here and to say, I am looking for my, my, the love of my life, and then hopefully we will go off into the sunset and build a family is slightly naive. For me to say that the one thing that is a, is, a, is a shorter urgency is for me to actually produce a child because I do have a time clock on that, whereas I don't have a time clock to find the love of my life. And the love of my life is an evolutionary process. So the love of my life and I, when I was 20 or 21 is a totally different person than, than as right now at 38. So I look forward to finding a partner where we can like my literally my partner in crime from playing on the swing set with him and I and then us going and making a child together where we can then have our own children. That is an ideal to which I, I ascribe to. So there is that that young that, that, that female hope in my heart that I will find my partner in crime that we can procreate with. However, the procreation part has more of a time clock than the finding the husband part. If that's because I think you're collapsing right. me finding a partner and, and, and getting married and me making a baby. I think the conversation has gone again, collapsed. What, what are we actually talking about? Me, Mona finding yeah. a husband or is Mona's urgency to have a child more like more paramount? It is me having a child again, because a woman, right? A woman right. that doesn't make a child because she can't versus because she chose not to is there are different types different of women. Right. But to, but that's I guess so you want to you want a relationship where you can create a child the, together. Yeah, I would love that. So even if you and, and the next question would be generally if the guy doesn't want to get married but wants to have kids, that's okay with you too, right? If you guys can honestly, raise a yeah. Child. So long, honestly, so long as it's recognized in my community, which is my Arab and Muslim culture, so long as it's recognized there. I, to be honest with you, the whole signing of the legal paper crap that Secondary. scares me more than the Allahu Akbar crap like right. that. <laughs> like yeah, God, good, we're good. Yeah, then let's just does crank it, them out. Does the does your significant other is it important to you to have uh, uh, religion in 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 uh, your child's life? Or I think the significant other. You Ooh. know, I, that's an that's a, such a great question you asked that because that is true. The uh, it's a it's it's something that has evolved in me and. Prior to my last relationship, it wasn't important. But also prior to my last relationship, I had a shit relationship with my dad. I really had a bad relationship with my father. 
And thanks to the last relationship, it pushed me into this corner pocket where I actually had to openly talk to my father about a man that potentially wants to marry me, to which I had never done before. I had dated people before, but they, they were never good enough to take home to my father or even talk to my father about because if, if my father didn't agree, I always feared there would be violence or something on the other side. And then once I finally had the guts to be like, listen, this guy wants to marry me. And I picked up the phone, February 16th, 2016. I said, Dad, it's there's birthday. a... Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dad, this guy wants to marry me. He's like, okay, is he Muslim? I was like, no. And he's like, okay, well, is he willing to convert? And I said, here's the problem. How do you ask a man that you actually have any respect for to change how they believe? Because if you ask a man to change how they believe, then you don't have respect for him, do you? Could you see yourself being with somebody who's like, you know, very Christian and, and deeply rooted in that sort of, I mean, because sometimes there are people who are passionate about their point of view or their upbringing or their traditions. Can you right. see yourself with somebody? So I, the, so, so in opposed. this, in this evolution of, of my relationship to my father, which was also an evolution of my relationship to my own identity, what happened through my last relationship is I really became present to facing up to my own principles. And I think in our 20s, they, they come off as like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm open to whatever. And I think towards the middle to the end of our 30s, like, yo, these are my principles. Like, straight up, these are it. Yeah. And so with that being said is my, my partner does not have to be religious. My partner has to honor and celebrate my cultural traditions. And my cultural traditions were... These bullshit ass Arab weddings on Sundays where we never got our homework done, where everyone was talking shit about one another. And if my husband's black, purple, Asian, doesn't matter, just so long as my partner wants to sit there with me and just suck up to the crap I, I sucked up but to as a kid. That's cultural. That's, that's not totally religious. cultural. Part of my culture is the religious sure. part. So that's well, the variable. So so long as it's honored, that's all I'm saying. So long so as it's honored. You don't need to, so so as long, and you're gonna. It doesn't matter then. As long as they honor your culture of Arab right. culture. So part okay. of my culture and part which has the religious part is that in order to be born a Muslim, the father has to be Muslim. Oh. So if I, if I was Jewish, there yeah. we go. If I was Jewish, there'd be no problem. So if my husband, like my mother did, if on the day of her, his wedding, the, like my mother, on the day of her wedding, she's like, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, God's the only, well, there's only one God, blah, yeah. blah. And then they go in and get married, and it's really just about the paper so that when the child is born, there's one religion. Mm -hmm. That's the level of Islam I'm willing to tolerate now. They don't have to be total crazy yeah, Muslim, but, you, but, but it has to be paper Muslim. By the way, I had to do the same thing with the Catholics. But I understand that. But, <laughs> but why you, couldn't, why couldn't if your husband agrees that you're going to raise your child Muslim, it shouldn't matter. I know it. The book says that he yeah. has to be Muslim, but theoretically, you can raise a child who's Muslim, and he and your son, your son can or uh, daughter can right. convert to and become I a totally, Muslim. And I totally get that theoretically, but, but in the, the in my community, they'll yeah. never acknowledge him as Muslim. Yeah. Gotcha. Even though I would take my kid to synagogue on Saturday, I would take him to church on Sunday, mm -hmm. and I take him to freaking Baha'i. Well, that's, well, that's, that's how I would I'm be raised. So that's my parents raised me as multicultural, and or not multi. They're both Persian Iranian, but they had different religious background so we were raised to believe in everything and my mom is baha'i and they kind of are open to, to all i love the baha'i religion so so that's why i asked that question and it's really honest to god it's honoring my father yeah if my father you know god forbid if he passed tomorrow to be honest with you i don't i don't think i really give a shit because my kid would be raised muslim anyway i would right. put them you through the fasting i would i would make my kids suffer the way i would <laughs> <laughs> that's just the kind of mona i am just for a familiar but at the same experience. time honor like again honor all the religions because it, it's yeah. it's uh, it's not my obsession with islam it's more of like 
the, there's a there's traditions like I said traditions principles that I've that I've gone through this long journey and I there's some of them I really like. So what? Okay, so you're get, you want to get married? You want to have kids, or you maybe not get married, have kids? Right. That's the the common bond here. <laughs> and you this. are you you said yourself you have a timeline that's 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 running. Are you now only dating people with the idea in your head that hey? Um, is this going to be the father of my child? No. Okay. The only way I date right now is if my gut trusts you. Okay. So if, if my gut calls bullshit, and I think that's something a lot of females, I think a lot of us lie to ourselves until we're done lying to ourselves. So my last relationship, I was lying to myself the whole time. How long was this last relationship? Uh, about Probably. four years. Okay. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, and that's a, lot, that's a long time to lie to yourself, thinking that, oh, I'm, I'm the problem. Let me just oh. fix this. And the more I was trying to fix this, the worse I was becoming an outside of my own comfort zone. So thankfully, everything ended exactly how it was supposed to end, which brought me to my center point. So my center point, when I, when I, let's say we go out on a date, okay? And if I sense something's off, it was nice knowing you take care. My, if my gut senses something's off or so you're you trying your to, I go by gut now. On all the time. All the time. But that's, okay. How do you meet people now? How are you? I mean, you're a comedian. Do, do you get approached after shows? Yeah. And okay. you know, it's so interesting. There's a lot of comedians. They're like, Mona, just can we like, uh, can we just cuddle? I'm like, Bitch. ah, <laughs> you know, I both know you don't just want to cuddle, sweetie. What? You don't fuck with comedians? I'm like, no, no, no. It's not, a, I don't fuck with comedians. It's like, do you understand what it's like at the end of a relationship for a girl? When she's in pain, she just wants to just go to work and not deal with it. And then she yeah. has to see that person. He's like, oh. And he actually backed off. Yeah. If you honestly just like, Explain just it understand. Yeah. It's not yeah. about the fact that you, you don't, that you are, that you're broken as a comedian. It's more like, remember, Which ladies, if I can, if anyone is listening right now that is fucking somebody in their workplace, <laughs> stop fucking somebody in your workplace. <laughs> That's why it's illegal that's in front of part that it's, it's well, it's not always illegal to sleep with somebody. Uh, on that. Yeah, that's true. But just being able to go somewhere safe, and if it's your if you're working on your dream to be able to go somewhere safe and just be like, you know what, I'm going through a breakup. Let me just go somewhere safe. Your work life is where you want to go. But if you're like dodging bullets at home, at like work and home, you don't know what. Well, especially well, as a comic because you're, yeah. it's a your creative space. Is your career. And it's yeah. Where, yeah, career. It's yeah. catharsis yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not the same for someone that works at Subway. I mean, what's different you, you don't know that work. might be passionate you know what i mean what if you guys are stuck on the midnight shift and it's just you and like frank <laughs> yeah i mean you might be very good at like how you lay that meat down just saying all right cheese on the- easy <laughs> so okay you said no to, to comedians but what yeah. about after shows have you gone on have you ever met someone at, who saw your show and because you talk about yourself a lot yeah i do on your show it's it's almost like a one one man show one woman show do you have guys have you have you have you got given your number to other uh patrons of comedy i guess is what you say i mean one of the things i've noticed is that you can you could be a comedian that did mediocre and look like a garage door and still get a phone number from a girl a really beautiful girl in the audience true story but you could be a gorgeous you could be a gorgeous female comedian and very rarely ever get approached by men yeah and it's i mean as of you're a male comic I am. If you were just an audience member, would you would you ever want to ask out a female Ooh, comic? Ooh, no one's ever asked you that, Paul. <sighs> well, I don't. I Did you don't started date watching comics. Well, before you started doing comedy, though, comedy, you were yeah, a, a patron of comedy. Um, Did yeah, you ever ask a woman do, out? I, w- I never Did you? would, just because 
I'd be intimidated. There, big, there, that's the science. That's it. But it's also with arts too, like with any art. Um, I, I was a musician, and uh, I was intimidated by other musicians who are female. It, Why? In the same genre. But even know. any male audience member, they're intimidated by women. Yeah. There's... Well, especially with men, because they, I mean, they don't want someone that's wittier and smarter and and funnier than them. I think that I think that that presses into the male ego. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think so it makes too. it harder. And I also think that. There's a there's a there's a carnal fear that men have about being on stage in front of people, and that that, someone else can do that. Yeah, you can't. They, yeah. It's like, oh wow, she literally is fearless. Yeah. So I don't know if I could tame that. And there are there are some narcissistic people. There are some egotistical people. One of the things I found absolutely fascinating is just how how rare, how few and far between. When I do shows for Arab audiences or Muslim audiences, it's almost like I have. Um, like I have arsenic all around me. No one will come anywhere yeah. near me in terms of like yeah. Well, that's a different flirting. community, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just like, wow, you do good. You were uh, fantastic. You are doing an amazing thing for the women in our community. I got to go by. Well, like, it, they're challenges, out. it challenges the culture. Yeah. They like what you're doing, but but you're not my wife. I'm out. It's old. Yeah, it's old school thinking even in America too. Like think about the 60s when Joan Rivers or yeah. 70s and whatnot. It's a different mentality. But... The takeaway here is you can look like a garage door <laughs> and, get and have a, a mediocre set. And, and get be a, a man and still get a number. number. Garage door. Garage yes. door. In grace. Yeah. I have seen garage men that door. look like rat poisoning. Why are you and looking they, at me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I've seen some really ugly men that smell like addiction and they get phone <laughs> numbers. And I was like, that's what's that's up. That's called Dracar. Okay. <laughs> You guys, uh, we are out of time. Uh, Mona, where can people find you online to find out about your shows and uh, see you live? MonaComedy.com. I run a show every other Tuesday at the Comedy Bowl here in Chicago, Diversity River Bowl. You can find me on Instagram, Mona's Picks, uh, Twitter at MonaAbermachan.com. <laughs> no, it's not, but MonaComedy.com. MonaComedy.com. All right, thank you so much, Mona. We're going to have to thank have you, you come back. <laughs> Yes. Check in on this baby, <laughs> this baby search timeline that baby you said search? yourself. Their baby, baby discovery. I don't know what, what's the word we're gonna look Journey for. path, path towards babyhood. babyhood. Uh, thank you, Mona, for coming thank you on. So much. Thank, you. Thank, you, thank you, Patty, for being the voice My of pleasure. reason, and thank you, Mike, for securing our room back and engineering Yay. this fine podcast. Thank you all for listening. Ooh.